Today's uh, timely topic is where is the line between biblical Christian theology and hate speech? It's a, a brief list of questions, really more than answers. The reason is that answers are lacking uh, because they'll come from established human laws rather than the commands of God as written in the Bible. The trajectory of these changes um, seems apparent. However, the timetable for their enacting remains a little bit unclear. So let's start with definitions. Hate speech defined. Webster defines hate speech as speech that is intended to insult, offend, intimidate a person because of some trait such as race, religion, sexual orientation, national origin, or disability. Theology is defined as by Webster as the study of religious faith, practice, and experience. So what happens when speech that offends runs counter to religious faith and practice? This uh, conversation is really written from a biblical Christian perspective. However, many of the questions raised here can be applied to Muslim countries, communist countries, uh, and so forth, as really a foreshadowing of future limitations yet to be enacted in America. So, an example of theology versus hate speech from the recent past, to begin. Some of the questions of the recent past that still linger today include places in our culture where women's rights are seen as intersecting with complementarianism. Should women be considered the same as men in the workplace, in the military, in the pulpit? Or is the theory of complementarianism, as understood by biblical Christian theologians, acceptable in practice? So current theology versus hate speech. Today, the idea of past conflicts over complementarianism has morphed or metastasized into transgender issues within women's sports, for example. Should biological men who have underperformed in men's sports be allowed to compete based on their identity as women? Or are there truly areas of differences between the sexes where biology uh, basically counters identity? Over the last two decades, our educational system has been invaded at all levels. Many campuses that were once bastions of free speech are now closed to certain opinions in order to protect inclusion. Ironically, freedom of speech has been replaced by freedom of action. Debate, once considered the hallmark of advanced education, is no longer allowed in many institutions. And an unwillingness to discuss issues have leaked into society, impacting our conversations at a faster rate than hate speech laws, as people are reluctant to express their opinions for fear of reprisals. What about books and trans story times in elementary schools? What about parents not being part of their kids' abortion discussions or uh, transitioning within middle schools? So what about future technology versus hate speech? When will insurance companies be forced to cover gender transitions based on identity? When will biblical Christian theology that comes into conflict with humanity's changing moral laws be made illegal, not only in the marketplace, but even in the church? 
Certainly this is true of other nations such as China, North Korea, Russia, where either religion or nationalism runs into conflict with theology, literally heads roll. What about narrow-minded viewpoints such as Scripture verse John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. When will that be considered hate speech, since it suggests only a certain group, which identify as Christians, have any hope of entering eternity in heaven? When will Sunday school classes, Bible studies, sermons, etc. become hate speech because the text they use rejects current cultural norms and focuses instead on outdated biblical principles? Let me offer an example of, of what could be coming. Little Johnny gets dropped off at vacation Bible school, so mom, who goes to church only once or twice a year, can do some shopping. He's given crayons to color in pictures of Jesus rising from the grave and ultimately ascending into heaven. The teacher explains that God loves his children, but we all do bad things at times. So in order to follow Jesus when we die into heaven, we must accept him and his gift to us. Johnny comes home and tells his mom that he's going to hell if he does not accept Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. Is this not conversion therapy and indoctrination at the very least? Is this not hate speech, traumatizing little Johnny who cries every night, terrified of death? Mom and dad file a lawsuit against the church, its pastor, the elders, and the volunteer teacher who, by the way, never had a background check and was never trained by professionals in the psychology of young children. The same story plays out in children's Sunday school and Christian daycare centers where secular parents are not informed that their young ones are being brainwashed by hateful teachers. As parents in control of education of their children in many areas of the country, we're discovering that sexually explicit books, too graphic to show on TV, gender dysphoria, and so forth, are being sheltered from parents in the interest of protecting kids. Will there be a time in America when homeschooling becomes illegal, as it currently is in Germany and other countries throughout the world? So what about Christian schools? The winds of law are swirling around the church doors, but as of yet have not entered the sanctuary, the Sunday school, or the Christian school classroom in America. But it's just a matter of time. Uh, the following is an assessment from Larry Taylor, president of the Association of Christian Schools International. Quote, the head of an organization dedicated to supporting Christian private schools in the United States and abroad believes violence against Christian private academic institutions in the U.S. is on the rise and inevitable. What about the church sanctuary? Why would discussing homosexuality as a sin be considered hate speech in the public forum, yet remain acceptable in the pulpit? Do congregations, uh, or rather congregants, sign a form when entering the church on a Sunday morning that clearly lays out the theology of the denomination and that specific church so guests 
can make an informed decision on exposing themselves and their kids to what is legally hate speech in the marketplace? What about hospital and military chaplains? Military chaplains are charged with being emotional support for the officers and enlisted as they deal with the stress of their jobs, particularly in times of war. Every chaplain is trained at a seminary in the theology they have come to accept as truth. They're often called to pray both publicly and privately for their charges as well as to provide, quote, spiritual support, unquote. For biblical Christian chaplains, their religious training and deep convictions center around the fact that the only path to a relationship with God and eternity ultimately in heaven is through Jesus Christ. So does the phrase, quote, there's no atheists in foxholes apply when the chaplain is asked about God and eternity? When these chaplains, Christian chaplains, present their narrow views to Muslims, atheists, Mormons, and even carnal Christians, should it be considered hate speech? The same challenge is even more acute when a hospital chaplain enters the room of a dying patient. Logically and practically, changing cultural morality precedes the application of laws to support those changes. We can look outside of America to get a glimpse of what the future holds as the definition of hate speech gets broader and broader and the definition of theology gets fuzzier for some and narrower for others. What's the cause of the line being moved? That is one of the few easy answers. The more biblical Christianity is rejected as a foundation for morality, the more the line moves toward an ever-changing human definition of hate speech. If one believes the Bible was written by God but penned by man, it stands as a guardian, defining morality from the perspective of an omniscient, omnipotent God. Denominations can argue among themselves on the finer points of theology. However, for those who read the Bible as a calling to share the good news, which is scripture, of Jesus Christ, there's an imperative that cannot be ignored. Follow God rather than man. So where is the line when theology crosses into hate speech? The line is moving, and the real question is, where will it end? God bless you as you serve him today. <laughs>